Let's go. Let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. The Eric Schlein Podcast. All right, we have uh, Heather Perillo with us. Heather, hey, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. Are you in Florida right now, or where are you? I am still in Florida right now, but we'll be relocating soon. To, to where? Probably back to Texas. Yeah. Really? I, yeah. Um, came to Florida for three years. It was a nice little adventure, um, but I do not like hurricanes, nor do I like my livelihood to, uh, yeah. To rest on what the weather might look right. like in two weeks. So I'm ready to go back to what I think I now call home. So back to Texas. Where, where in Texas would you go? I'm actually looking at either the Houston area or back to North Texas up near the South Lake area. One of okay. those two. When I was in Texas uh, a few months ago, I went to the best steakhouse ever been to in Houston. In Houston? Called, called Taste of Texas. Have you been? I have not. No. If you're ever in Houston, if you want like incredible steak i've been like good steakhouses in new york this was the best really okay good to know their customer service is also like overwhelmingly good like over it's like overwhelming how how nice they are there nice we're in houston because houston is big i don't know i don't know okay to me it's houston to me it's houston yeah 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 (laughs) right on cool so just for listeners who don't know who you are you know what Tell them a little bit what you, what you do. You're, you know, you're kind oh, of oh, Eric, that's that's a huge question. Uh, so who am I? I'm Heather Perillo. I am currently an unbeatable mind coach. And what is, I, what is, so what does that mean? Uh, yes. No, no one knows what mean? unbeatable mind is. Unbeatable mind. That is a program for what I would say is one of the top leadership development programs um, in the country, if not the world. It is truly about self-mastery of the individual so that you can serve your greatest capacity to really to impact this world in a very large way. So it's developed by Commander Mark Devine, um, and it is a mix of all Eastern and Western traditions regarding leadership that he used while he was with the Navy SEALs as a commander and turned it into a civilian program that he hopes and strives to reach 100 million lives with. So it's it's an absolute incredible, fully integrated leadership program. Um, one of its kind where typically when you get leadership programs, you're looking at programs that you know are theoretical and they make a lot of sense and you get them and you understand them. But what Unbeatable Mind and the sister company Seal Fit have found a way to really do in an effective way is the full immersion training. So you can actually apply all the tools and techniques in real time every single day. What is the difference between Seal Fit and Unbeatable Mind? Yeah, so Seal Fit was first created. Um, for training for those special ops who are interested in either going into the Navy SEALs or um, special operations for the Army. Um, He then turned it into a program that civilians could also attend. So SEAL FIT are fully immersive crucibles, physical challenges where you're tested. So they're either 3, 6, 12, 24, or 50 hour events nonstop in which you are put through some of the most challenging physical evolutions um, so that you can really apply all of the tools and techniques 
of mental fortitude, positivity, visualization, breath work, teamwork, leadership in action, because you can't make it through those evolutions unless you know how to lead and how to be led by others. So, so SEAL fits just an event? SEAL fit is a series of events and they have online training programs for 365 days a year. So it's all of the um, on-site, fully immersive physical events. SEAL fit also is all of the daily wads, op wads, all of the CrossFit style, but really functional training. Okay. And so Unbeatable Mind is then sponsored by SEAL fit? No, Unbeatable Mind is then the sister company also developed by Mark based on his book, Unbeatable Mind. So okay. after Mark wrote Eight Weeks to Seal Fit, Kokora Yoga, and then Unbeatable Mind, he developed the online platform for that work. And then he developed the coaching program to go along with Unbeatable Mind so that it could be delivered to more people. And what's Kokora? What is that? Kokora means heart and mind in action is what that means. And so it's really... Um, the fifth plateau of development where you've developed yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, intuitively, and then you're able to merge your heart, your mind and body into action to serve this world. So then are you in the unbeatable mind program or you're in like a seal fit training? That's I'm not clear. So, I mean, I'm in, I'm in everything. So okay. I am a licensed unbeatable mind coach. Okay. I am right now training still a year long process to be able to complete the 50 hour crucible event. And that event is actually called Kokoro because it is the ultimate mind and heart in action in a physical challenge. And then are you, is that true? I think you had told me you're gonna be the oldest woman ever to complete that. By the time I get to, once COVID lifts, I, I, I will be, yeah. And a hundred years from now? <laughs> You'll be you'll be 119. Oh, it, it keeps getting put off. So it's supposed to be in um, October when I attended. It's now March. March isn't looking good, so it might okay. be July. Um, so after eight, it'll be in the next ten years. You know, yeah. So I will. Yes, I will be by that point the oldest woman to secure Kokoro. <laughs> and then I'll so, just say here, my goal is to be a coach with SealFit as well. But first, I need to complete the event and secure it before I can be a coach. And then when you're a coach with SealFit, you're just basically helping facilitate trainings? Um, more than that. So once I'm a coach with SealFit, then I have the capacity and the experience to lead others on that same journey. What does it look like to take someone who started at nothing and give them the tools and training. Cause I knew if I was going to do the event called Kokora, which is the hardest physical challenge in the country that I would have to go somewhere mentally and spiritually that I never gone before. What does that journey look like? And how does someone wake up every day for one year straight and train for four to five hours a day to complete an event? So, so walk me through that. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. So you have to have a really, really powerful why. And I'm someone as a leader leads by example. And I have always preached the importance of physical well-being so that you could be at your best, so that you could lead others. And then I got thrown into an environment where I was running a company and I fell <laughs> short of doing that. 
And at the end of two and a half years, I was broken. And I felt like I needed to clean that up. And so in order for me to go and uh, coach others on integrated leadership, again, it's not just about doing, it is about the inner work, taking care of the inner soul so you are fully manifested in this world. Um, So that's when I decided I was going to do this event. I started at zero, um, but I knew that if I was able to do this big, audacious, crazy goal and really, really commit to the process, anything is possible. Because what other 45-year-old woman says, I'm going to go up against the top athletes, people half her age, and think that she can become something like, you know, the physical standard of a Navy SEAL. But I did. I just knew it was in there. So if I could do this, then anything's possible. And I could coach anyone to achieve any goal in their life, whether it was in business or in relationships or in the physical realm as well. Um, And so that was my why to really unleash me. Um, When I first met with my coach, I said, I want to live inside out. And he said, what does that mean? And I just said, I want my soul to be fully manifested in this outer world so that the inner is manifested in the physical. And what was beautiful about this journey and this opportunity is for the first time ever, I wasn't going to do it in hiding. I wasn't going to wait until I looked like something or crossed the finish line to share the story. I was going to take people on the day-to-day struggle because there's a fight every single day that takes place when you have to go into the uncomfortable, right? To train, to do something that you know you're called to do. And so, you know, what does it look like? What is that, what does that four to five hours, you know, look like? What did I have to learn? Um, And a lot of it is the program as designed by Enviable Mind. What do my morning rituals look like? What goes through my head? How do I interdict that? You know, why, why am I able to stick to that five-hour plan when it hurts every single day? So it's five but hours a day? It's, it's four to five hours a day. Yeah. Okay. And now because of COVID, it's going to shift down to two hours. And then within that five-month period leading up to the actual event, it is four to five hours a day. So what that looks like is I get up at 345. I'm out the door at 4 a.m. I run to four. I run for four to five miles. Um, up this is this is unbeatable and, mind. Or? No, this is mine. This is my training protocol. Okay. But what it looks like is a morning ritual. It is immediately up. I get to moving. I get back to the home. You know, and then I meditate. I box breathe. I journal. I dirt dive my day every day. Then I go through my next round of physical training with the team online. When that's complete, then I go to my third round of training, which is either something very specific in a box gym, or I'm swimming, or I'm doing more running, or I'm cycling, or I'm rucking. There's always something. And so it's constantly just having the plan every week to make sure that I'm on target to be able to do what I need to do in those 50 hours. Okay. So I guess... I was asking is if you walk me through what it looks like if I'm starting a program like this, what, what does that oh, day-to-day what does look the like? program look like itself? The Unbeatable Mind program. So the Unbeatable Mind program is a 12-month long program, not for someone who's just doing a physical event, but just any anyone who wants to dig deeper inside and do the inner work. 
Mm -hmm. um, it looks like the 12 month online foundations course that walks you through really Mark's entire book. It is the material is really the accumulation of what I went through in 10 years of certifications and courses and different learning development programs. Um, and you can either do it on your own and just go through the material, or you can hire a coach in Unbeatable Mind to walk you through the process, or you can get on a boat crew and you work with a team to go through each lesson. And it will take you through your principles, your passions, your purpose. So then you can design a five mountain training program, which is specific practices in the physical, the mental, the emotional, the intuitive, and the coral mountains, like the different plateaus. It takes you through the different stages of development of the human being. So you can identify where you are and where others are at. It takes you through working through all of your booze. It's that background of obvious or shadow work as Ken Wilber would call it. Okay. Um, yeah. And then once you get through that self-mastery pro process and you've got your five mountain training program in place, which iter I mean, it just is a constant iterative process. Like, okay, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? You then move into, okay, what does it look like now to lead teams? And so self-mastery first. So then you are better equipped to lead teams. And with the teams, then you're moving into what are the seven commitments of high lead teams based on just the life of Mark Devine and what he experienced through being a commander with the Navy SEALs. So for that, there's no physical component? There doesn't have to be. Okay. But integral to the entire program is there's always going to be some physical crucible that you mm -hmm. have on your plate because that is where the work done. So I'll give you a perfect example today during PT, um, an hour into it, we're told we're going to do a hundred. PT, PT. PT is personal training online. So okay. I wasn't sure if you're talking about physical therapy or yeah, yeah, I know. So personal training on our physical training online, uh, we're going to do, we'll just say it's a hundred press and rolls with the works, which is tap, tap, knee, knee, T, roll. Where does your mind go when you're faced with anything that's a, oh shit, right? Okay, great. So that's where we can start implementing. How do you get through those moments in life? So you micro roll it. So really all we have is 10 sets of 10. Okay, great. How else do we micro roll it? Or how else do we get through that process? We visualize it. We're going to complete. We know we're going to complete. Okay, great. And then throughout it, we are laughing. So the positive energy just that the team has as we're calling out the different instructions and going through the sets. And then the biggest thing, Eric, is the focus on others. It is always about everyone else. If you can focus your attention on others as they're working through these, you know, lovely events, <laughs> you don't feel anything, right? And so you start dissociating from the pain. You don't, you don't feel anything. You start to not feel much. I mean, you, it certainly is diminished. And when you do the work in, enough, certainly when you're rucking for three to five hours a day, yep. what, and rucking is when you're carrying um, uh, extreme amount of weight on your back and just walking or running for long periods of time. Um, the pain when you start, 
you, you don't know how you're going to get through five minutes. When you do it over a long period of time and you know the mantras and you know how to associate and you're in flow, do you feel mm-hmm. it? Nah. I mean, it certainly isn't the same okay. when you, yeah, when you're running. I, this is something that was has been huge for me. Um, I started, I never ran in my life. Couldn't imagine running. Finally got to where, okay, I could run, could run 10, 13 miles. Couldn't imagine doing that without a book, music, a podcast, something. Now I can't imagine doing it in anything other than silence because I want to hear what's going through my head. You know, I want to just be in that zone. I want to be visualizing. I want to be thinking about why I'm doing this. So it's a totally different experience of the practice of exercising or the practice of, uh, of whatever it is. It's now, it's now just part of the process of training myself in life mm-hmm. on how to deal with any uncomfortable situation. So let me ask you, like you're going through yeah. this basically Navy SEAL training. How do you distinguish between, you know, pushing through, I guess, your mind trying to protect you and doing difficult, uncomfortable things that's never done before and ignore and ignoring your body, right? I mean, if you're, if you're running 13 miles and you're having inflammation in your knees, sure, yeah, uh, you don't want to, I mean, if you look, you, you keep doing that. I mean, look, a lot of professional athletes, right. They, they work really hard. And then by the time they're 65, they have, they're arthritic all, all over the place. Yeah. Like what's, how do you, you know, do, do you guys talk about that? How do you, how do you look at that? I'm so happy you asked that. So what I was not expecting to get out of this experience to be is that I'm the healthiest I've ever been in my life okay. because it is fully integrated training where we do yoga, we do mobility, we do durability, we do stamina, we do every aspect of training. We have to know how to recover. We have to listen to our bodies. We have to fuel for performance. We have to fuel for recovery. I have learned so much about myself. It is unbelievable. Um, The only way you can continue to do this is if you listen. And do we get injured when we do stupid stuff? Absolutely. Do we pay the price? Absolutely. and you learn, you just learn to listen. So, and that's, that's a learning process. And that was, I always said with my coaches, my, my biggest opportunity, because I can push right. and I, I can endure pain, but I never wanted to be injured. And this is the reason I chose this program was I swore I had to find something that I would be better off after the year. I could not be broken again. And I have never in my life been this healthy mentally and physically because of the work I've had to do and the listening I've had to do to this body and this soul. How'd you, how did, what, how'd you want to do this? Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like, like, like a fucking nutty thing. Yeah. Yeah. Most people would say that. So, um, in October of 2000, 2018, 19. So just last year, a little over a year ago, mm-hmm. someone sent me the book can't hurt me by David Goggins. And I read it and I said, that's in me. Like for whatever reason, oh, oh, what was the book about? So, can't hurt me by David Goggins. David Goggins, also a Navy seal. 
um, what he went through to be able to make it through buds was extraordinary. He then make it through what buds. So, uh, uh, seal training. Okay. So it, it took him three attempts. Um, just unimaginable what he did broken bones, uh, fractured. I mean, just insane. I mean, they go through crazy shit. They do go through crazy shit. And it's what he's done afterwards that, that has even transformed more where it's just like ultra to the extreme. There's there's one situation where he wanted to do uh, pull-ups, Guinness Book of World Records. He's got no hands. I mean, it's just, there's nothing left. Like Jesus. it's just completely rip Rob. So he's the extreme. So you, so you but, read this book about someone going through that and breaking their bones and you go, oh, okay, this sounds great. What I heard was the human has so much more in them than they think they do. And I knew there was more in me. I knew it. Um, and I had to find it. And I decided to find it through the physical. I, huh. I can work hard. I have worked do you, hard. Do you have like a masochistic side to you? Or, <laughs> or is this just like? No, I no. It, it's just. um I mean, it sounds insane. Like I, you read this thing, breaking bones, all this other Navy SEAL shit. I mean, I hear stories about people, right? You're you're underwater for minutes at a time and yeah. you have a weight, like all this crazy. I mean, I'm in a personal development, but holy shit. Yeah. It's it's just what are you capable? I just wanted to test the limits. I wanted to know what was possible. I never Jeez. wanted to think could have, would have, should have. And so this was the only way for me to really test it in the physical realm. That's, I mean, I, and, I have tremendous respect. I and, mean, yeah. And also um, at that point, again, leadership development, elite teams is what I'm fascinated with. And there was something about the Navy SEALs and their ability, not only individually to access flow, which is a part of extreme athletics, right? But as a team to access flow. So if there was something where I could find out more about how the Navy SEALs did what they did, right? To do what they do mm-hmm. and had an element of Goggins in it. Can't hurt me. Yeah. Like that was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. So you read, and, so you read this book and how do you get to, did you read the Unbeatable Mind book too before you started I had this? no idea about Unbeatable Mind. Know, yeah, I okay. know. And that's why the way it's unfolded has been like, are you kidding me? Like, like this is actually the program that I've been looking for my entire life, not only to do, but to share with the world. And so it's just synchronicity at its finest. Yeah. Because most people don't read David Goggins at my age specifically and say, who ya, that's me. So, so being immersed in this, I mean, do you have any social life or is this just like, this is your life right now completely? Oh, well, I'm an introvert, so it works out really well. Works COVID out nice. works out well. Yeah, COVID works out really well. And again, like I, I get up at 3.45, so my training is done. Again, is that nine. is that by like, that's what you usually do, or is that because of your program? I'm, I've always been an early morning you have, person, okay. right? And I, and I don't, even though it's my job to train now, um, I don't feel like it's work. And yeah. so um, there's this part of me that feels like I have to be working. And so once okay. I'm done with training, then 10 o'clock hits and that's when all of my Zoom calls start. So do I have a social life, you know, virtually with a lot of people? And at 
five o'clock, six o'clock when I'm done. Do I have my family life? Yeah. My evenings are free. And then you have, I mean, you have kids, husband, what's, what's your family life like? Yes. So I have a 19 year old son, a 16 year old daughter and a husband of 22 years. Um, And is it challenging to, to be so extreme? 100% more so with my family than anyone on the outside, because they are with me 24 seven. And my lifestyle is very, very different than theirs. And what is what is this like for your husband that you're going through all this? Is this like exciting for him? Is it like what the fuck's happening to my wife? Like like what is what is this like? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it is. I mean, I, I would imagine he somewhat knew what he signed up for. Like, he, yeah, when, when, he he's known um, through the years. Um, oh, honey, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Oh, honey, now I'm going to Egypt. Okay, now I'm going to Bulgaria. <laughs> like, so so he yeah. he loves that you're nuts. He he is the most. Supportive human being in the world. Yeah. He it's does important. not live the same path. He does not, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's a 180. Um, but he's never stopped me. Um, and I don't know if he could, but he's never, he's never stopped me. And um, he is a very, very proud husband. So do you feel like this brings you closer to the people in your life or does it isolate you a little bit? It isolates me. 100%, it does. Huh. 100%. So, yeah. Is that kind of something you have to live with? I mean, is this stuff you guys talk about? We we talk about it all the time. Um, Cause you're basically think, like going to be this elite Navy SEAL well, individual. Like yeah, you're not definitely this little, not you're a Navy this, SEAL. I, I'm well, I said Navy, Navy SEAL S, right? You're doing the SEAL fit program. And... SEAL fit, yeah. So what I am <laughs> going to be is someone who strives to live by the values and commitments. Yeah. I, I, what I'm saying though, is you're, you're now part of this experience and, that 99.999999% of people are never going to have. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's a fuck you in some way in, in terms of that. Like it, it is. Um, and that's, what's so cool about this, Eric is for the first time in my life, yeah. although I'm alone in my immediate surrounding, I've got a tribe who lives just like me. That's cool. It, yeah. So I finally have a community called Amiable Mind and Seal Fit where I mean, if I'm outside rucking at 4 a.m., I know I can get on WhatsApp and find someone else who's out there with me. <laughs> How <laughs> so big is this? How big is this community? The community. So there are over. How many, how many whack jobs are there <laughs> in this country? <laughs> there are there are hundreds of us. Hmm. So in the seal fit community, thousands. Okay. Um, who either do online programming or who have attended an event over the past 13 years. Um, as certified coaches, we're nearing 600 right now. There's 500 in the program. Um, and those who, you know, read the books and follow Mark Devine on his podcast and whatnot in the thousands. So, so give me an example of some inner work exercise that's just very, very different unlike anything that exists out there. The ex- The routines we do? Or just anything. I mean, can you do something with me right now that like just will like, walk me through something? Is there something that's different or unique that's just not like your just general like self-awareness? Here's what your mind's doing right now. I mean, you said this is a, oh. unlike anything. So I'm just curious. Oh. What, what the, the unlike anything is that it is everything perfectly packaged. So is yeah. there anything new? I would say 
No, but yeah. is, is there anything new in any really leadership development program? It's like the picking and choosing. And so what we, well, I think, I think what's new is the way that things get packaged or the things that you it. get trained in. So I'm just trying to get a sense of, you know, what is an example of something that you guys do that's very different inner work wise? Yeah. So the big four mental toughness is huge. And I shared that with you because it's used every single day. And with that is, you know, what is it? What are the four things that help you that help you get through anything when it comes to mental toughness? And that is your breath work. So breath work is mandatory, non-negotiable box breathing. We are doing it in the morning, at night, and spot drills throughout the day. What is, what is box breathing? Box breathing. Okay, so box breathing is a real simple technique of an inhale, say for five, a hold for five, an exhale for five, and then a hold for five. So okay. what that allows you to do is to immediately go from the parasympathetic to, I'm sorry, the sympathetic to the parasympathetic and control your physiology, your physiology. So it's an arousal control initially. Okay. It turns then into focus. And then you can get into a phase of real flow. And that's when you start your visualization, real meditative practices. So the breathing gives you a ground, a grounding. For Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the second, box, and then what else do you guys do? The box breathing is the first thing for okay. physical control. So you can control your psychology and we go into our visualization. So we have very specific practices every single day of future me visualizations. So you know why you're doing what you're doing. Your daily dirt dive. Oh, can, can you give me an example of visualization? Yeah. Visualization. Yeah. I'm sure. So our visualizations, when you're doing them, you're going to access something that we call the mind gym, and all of this takes a long time for each individual to. No, I understand. Give everything to me right now. Yeah, but yeah. it's but it's just you know you have this place where you go in your mind where you're so clear of who you are what you're doing right in the future, how you're serving your purpose, that every single day, again, it's what drives you forward. You know, your purpose, mm -hmm. you know, who you're being, you know, what you're doing in this world. Um, in that mind gym, you also have certain people that you're turning to for answers. So really tapping into your intuition to get the answers that you're looking for. Um, is it kind of like the Napoleon Hill exercise? That he I, I'm going to say yes. I don't know exactly what you're referring to. He talk, uh, in, uh, in Thinking Grow Rich, he talks about like imagining you have this like advisory board of like people. Some people have advisory, advisory boards. So you could like be like asking Gandhi or Steve Jobs like what you're, you know, yeah. what to do. Or, and you actually visualize it. And for people, it's very real for them. Yes, yes. And it's a daily practice because, again, you're training your brain to think of the future of something that doesn't really exist, but then you can train your brain to make it exist in some way it, it absolutely manifests. So there's, there's all these different te techniques for future me visualizations. Um, and then there's the daily visualizations. I have visualizations for my clients for just alter egos. You know, who is that that you want to be? That person that is supporting you always when you run into moments where there's self-doubt. So well, talk, talk about, I mean, the difference between doing a visualization and then just setting goals. You know, what do you, what do you see 
Yeah. So the difference. Because I, um, I think a lot of people, they go, well, why do I need to do visualization? I can just set some goals for myself. Yeah. So in the visualization, why it's so powerful like, is that you are retraining your brain to think a certain way and to believe a certain way where it is real. Mm-hmm. Like then based on that, then you set your goals. But Eric, I've already completed Kokoro. Like I'm beyond that. And because I'm beyond that, like the momentum is extraordinary. And I just like, I I stop questioning what I'm doing, right? It's just in line with that vision. Like my mind is like pulling me to continue to execute on the mission. So I just have these different missions that I can see so clearly. I know the experience of myself. I know why I'm doing it, the result on for others that the doing becomes so much more natural. It's like that natural expression of myself rather than what do I have to do today? No, it's like, what am I called to do? What's the mission at hand? Complete the mission, done. On to the next. That makes sense. Yeah, it it is so powerful. Like you stop questioning, oh, there's no wavering. Any day, there's never a wavering. You look at your plan every day, is it in line with your three Ps? And when I say three Ps, it's just purpose, passion, principles. Is it, is it not? So you, you end up simplifying everything you do, right? You eliminate all of the noise and the clutter and all the unnecessary. And you're so much more productive with your days. It's, it's extraordinary. Do you, and, do you find your productivity has increased having to do all this other shit? That what all the other shit. So my productivity absolutely has yeah. increased. Um, the results are extraordinary because yeah. I'm so laser focused. Right. Oh, so makes laser sense. Focused. Yeah. So laser focused. I've learned to say no a lot. It's either was, was, that, was, that, was that hard for you? Yeah. 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 Because I, I can do everything. I can right. say yes. And it was like, hmm. Okay. What serves the mission at hand right now? And so learning to say no is, is something that, yeah, definitely a new, a new skill I've acquired over the past six months, but there's no choice. If I, if I want to complete the mission at hand, the next one thing, then there's only certain amount of time I have in the day in order to like you said, balance, right? I've got my workout, my training, I've got my work, I've got my family rest and recovery. What's, what's the deal? I'm curious what you, what your thoughts are of this. You know, like someone's asking you about things and you're like, well, I can't commit to this. No. And like, it's, it's whatever. It's, it's like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Some people though, it's like the way they, they call it boundary setting. Whatever you want to call it. The healthy but, boundaries. Yeah. But the way, so like, I feel like people that talk about healthy boundaries are all really mentally unhealthy. Like Mike's. Yeah. It's just like, wow, I'm going to set healthy boundaries. And you know, this, like, like the way they do it, it's like, like, I can't, I don't know what's off, but like something's off. It's like, I'm not left feeling like good about it. I'm left like some weird fucking mental shit going on. Yeah. Then I would say if you're not left feeling good with it, they're not feeling good with it. And they're just saying no to say no, not really knowing why they're saying no. Well, it's like, it's like, um, how do I put it? It's kind of like, if you say no to me, it's kind of like, okay, clear. Got it. (laughs) Right. Where there are people where they say no, it's kind of like, 
they almost get like proud of themselves that they said it. And it's like some weird ego thing. Do you know, do you want to, do you oh, know what I'm talking oh, about? Abs- oh, absolutely. I had a conversation with a client. She was so proud with herself because she kept saying no. And I was like, why are you saying no? Are you saying no just for the sake of saying no? Like, I don't get it. You got to tell me why you're saying, you know? And, and so I think, again, people clatch on to these things that are trendy and being a no is something that. Well, I think that the boundary setting thing has become this like personal development platitude in our culture where now it's like, it's like, oh, I can establish healthy boundaries. Look at me. Yeah. I I remember, oh God, <clears throat> it wasn't too long ago, actually. Reminds me of a situation and I had, you know, someone had told me they didn't want to be, you know, I wasn't, they were going to be part of a group text because they were going to be with their, uh, their boyfriend for their anniversary. Okay. So this individual, there was some commitment or something I had asked about. Oh no, I, I actually had asked, I had a question for them. I wanted some advice on something that they specialized in that I didn't specialize on. So like a few days later, I sent this person a text and I get this message back a few days later like dude what the fuck you clearly don't respect my like my boundaries i said i didn't want to be texted it's like all you said is you didn't want to be part of the group text and it gets like fiery and visceral and sassy but like not in a good way and it's like why didn't you why wouldn't you email me i'm like well why can't you just respond to your text on your own time like like and and it's like that's that's what i'm talking about it's like that's not boundary setting that's just fucking like weird reactionary shit yeah, that is that's a different ball game. Um, like what what's going on there when someone does that? Because that happens on occasion. It's just like what? Like that's not you're not you're not you're not a healthy. Functioning obviously, person. there's issues that they have with their relationship. They're not willing to deal with, so it's a lot easier to blame a text coming through on the issue on boundaries rather than just having the necessary conversations with whoever about. Yeah, I can read. Like hold, I, but I, I just don't or, understand because I can, how like. About, don't look at the text. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, but it's like you're a grown adult. Like, I feel like if I was 12 and I got a text message, I wouldn't be complaining about it. Like, I can just yeah. respond on my own time. Yeah. But this is like, this is like, if this only happened once ever, it would be like, whatever. Like, this person's no, a whack job. A but this shit happens. Like, things like this happen all the time. And I used to not talk about it because I used to think, am I just attracting fucking crazy people? Mm-hmm. But then I talk, I, I talk about it. And it's like, no, I have people like this too. It's like, what is going on in our society that we're so fucking reactionary towards shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I, 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 here's, here's another thing that I, I feel. I feel like we, I had more emotional awareness when I was 10 than people right. do now. People cannot think for themselves. People it's don't understand. People don't understand of themselves the culture we live in they don't understand perspectives that it, it is so scary what people are fed and they try to they don't even have the capacity to comprehend what they're being fed and so they apply it in the most random of ways that don't serve anyone especially themselves yet those are the clients that i don't deal with though or the people i deal with so good on you for not dealing with those kinds of clients. I mean, it'd be miserable. Remember I said, like, I learned to say no. Yeah. I say yes to people who are really committed to making a difference in their lives. So they can make a difference in this world. Um, That's a very small group of people. (laughs) It it blows my mind, Heather blows my mind. I, I can't, I can't, I just, I won't play. I don't have time to play in that you know, that realm of, I, I don't, 
ignorance. Um, I don't know what to call it. But... When you, and you're a little, you're a bit older than than, than I am. And yes. When you were younger, was was our culture also like this, or has it gotten worse? Well, it's certainly gone worse because commun- you you can say things via text that you would have never said in person or over the phone, right? Mm-hmm. And so people can just throw communication communication out there without the responsibility. That's the problem: communication without responsibility. Um, and so it is most definitely gotten worse because of social media and texting and all of the other technology. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I wonder, it's that, you know, I don't remember our culture being like this, but I was also like a kid, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I'm only 30, it just turned 33. Um, right. So when I was 12, I made it notice this shit, but it's, it's interesting hearing it, you know, from you, it's like, you know, it wasn't always like, cause I don't remember my parents' friends being like this and no, my friends' no. parents being like this. No. It's almost like people have like devolved, like gotten more immature as time has gone on. Well, there was verbal communication before and then email stepped in and then, oh my gosh, there was all of this issue with email, not being able to understand tone and being read incorrectly, blah, blah, blah. And then you take email and, you know, exponentially you, you go to all the other platforms. It, it's, it's incredibly scary to think of what's to come. Yeah. Well, I think it's like, I think, Right, all tools have have a purpose, and I feel people misuse texting and email. Like it's not a replacement for communication. If you want to make a time, set a date, right? Like we emailed to coordinate a time. Yeah. To me, that's appropriate use of email. If we were to be having like these in-depth conversations by text message, I, I first of all, it's annoying. I, I don't feel like fucking writing a novel to you, no offense, Heather, but like it's just <laughs> how could we have this conversation yeah. by text? Yeah. You no. can. Yeah. Let's get on the phone and talk even better. Yeah. I mean like zoom, like how lucky, like it feels like we're in the same room. Like we're no. so blessed with zoom. And people I, mean, that's, I think probably the best thing that's come out of this whole COVID situation is the acceptance of video chat. Finally. Yes. Yes. I've been doing it for years because of the international work. And now finally everyone, I don't know about you, but I schedule. No, um, I mean, even look, it got to a point where if I said, hey, can I give you a call? And they'd be like, why? (laughs) Can you can you or or you call someone and say, hey, I saw you call. What's up? I don't know. I fucking called you. Why are you texting me back? Or you know what the best thing is when people text me saying they can't talk right now? It's like, I think that was implied because you didn't pick up the phone. You know what I've always wanted to do? I've actually said this. I've never done it. And I'm. I'm going to do this. At some point. Do I'm going to write someone a letter saying, Hey, I can't get back to your text right now. <laughs> Just, but, but here's the deal is that because we don't communicate when people, when the phone call is missed, if you don't communicate, then you're, I mean, there's all of these stories. I don't do well. No, no, but look, here's my, here's my take. Here's my, here's my take. I don't respond to those texts. I never do. And if I don't pick up my phone, I never text, hey, I'll call you back later. Hey, I can't talk right now. I never do that because I feel the more you do that, when you don't do it, people then get weird. But if you yeah. if you never start doing it, you train people not to expect that. Yeah, yeah. Except- like I keep, I keep my read receipts on so people can get used to the fact that I won't respond to their text right away. Hmm. They know I read it and I may respond. I may not respond. Interesting. And it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And that there's like that moment, the whatever temporary discomfort you have, 
if you keep interacting with me, that will go away. And then I never am trapped into those interactions. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. It's just managing your expectations and others' expectations. But again, we're skilled in this and we still get frustrated and others yeah. just are aloof to it all and are just reacting to everything. That I think most people are aloof to all that. Like they have no understanding contextually what's at play, like what we're talking about would go over the heads of a lot of people. I did exactly what I did. Yeah. 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 No, what are they talking about? Like what? Huh? Yeah. I like texting. It's fun. It's easy to communicate. Like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 Doing things the way they've always done them and getting the same results. Who y'all to you? <laughs> well, people can't see the unseen. I mean, that's the hard thing. It's like, well, what would your life be like if you were doing more phone calls? Yeah. It's like, well, my life's fine. I, I mean, I text a lot and it's efficient and, Man, if I couldn't get back to those texts, I don't know what I would do. It's like, well, I don't know. We've we've had businesses for hundreds of years before text messaging, and somehow it worked fine. So, yes, I don't. I, don't, I think we we I, that's that's like the biggest thing when people say, "Well, you need to respond to a text now because business is so quick." It's like, I don't know. Business is still quick. Like like you can pick up a fucking phone. I, I, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So you're still drinking the gallon of water. So what phase of hard 75 are you in? Can I ask you about 75 hard? You can. Yeah, I'm on phase two. Phase two. So I, I started phase two on my birthday two days ago. So I'm on, or three days ago. This is, no, four days ago. What What's the day? Whatever like, day it is. Whatever fucking day it is. These go by so quick. Birthday. It goes, thank you. Yeah, and these days go by so quick doing, doing this. Yes. But, you know. <clears throat> the the actually the hardest part of phase two is figuring out ways to make it harder on myself because mm. you know it was like I, I i don't know if it was you i told but starting it if i knew there was more than 75 hard i don't think i would have ever done it like like i remember the day i i plugged into my app on day 75 and i click i'm done it says okay you're starting phase one i'm like fuck fate what what the fuck like i didn't sign up for this shit so i had no idea if this thing called phase one existed and I looked it up yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, there's three phases. Do I want to do this? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll, I'll do it. But yeah. I was really excited for phase two. I called when, when I was on the phone with my dad the other day and, and, and he, he found out I was doing phase two. He's like, on your birthday? Like, you, you don't want to like, I'm like, yeah, it's like my gift to myself. Like I'm starting phase yeah. two. And, and yeah. it, was, it was exciting. Um, and then it was like, wow, this is too easy. Like I need to figure out how to make this harder, harder. which is weird because I remember starting phase one and I remember my first 45 minute workout in the gym and being like, I have to do 75 days of this. I don't know if like, I don't know how I'm going to fucking do that. Like, okay. So I, yes, yes, yes. I love that so much. So mm-hmm. how many people actually start that program and complete it? 75 hard. Yeah. I feel like a lot, honestly. I feel like actually one of the reasons it's gone so viral, you know, I, I hate being part of the in crowd. Like I hate doing something that everyone's doing, but like, I think the reason it's gotten so popular is it's actually designed for people to stick to. Like, I will tell you, like I have the worst fucking self-control on the planet. So like for me to stick to a program like this is like never happens. So- but but the, the whole point of you have to start over again the, the idea of that is so fucking painful. So painful. Like, yeah. could, you ima- could you imagine if it was like, well, if you don't complete your five-hour workout today, you have to start all over start again? over. Yes. You, and that happens all the time with the false summits we get. Um, but very, I know a lot of people who haven't completed it. And then the okay. second you said that is so valuable, and I love that you said it, is 
you are taking care of yourself. Like you're challenging yourself. You know, there's a reason why you're doing it. And it's a gift you give yourself. Yeah. As opposed to people like, well, wait, it's your birthday. Shouldn't you like sabotage your health and drink and eat? And it's like, it's just so interesting the way our society thinks. Why on vacation do we just have this debauchery? <laughs> like, and just, and like, her, like, why? Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, when I did my road trip to Arizona and then, you know, went through all these other states in between, you know, that was while I was on 75 hard. You know what? It was such a, <clears throat> it was, it was a great road trip for other reasons, but to not be eating like junk food on the road. Cause I would do this thing where it's like, well, this is a new restaurant that I'll never be able to go to again. And I have to get this, this weird cookie because this cookie in Nebraska and can't get anywhere else, but you yeah. find it everywhere. And it's not like it goes away, you right. know, if you ever come back, but then it's like, you feel like shit half the time on these trips. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So much of what we do to, but I'm on vacation. So to it's okay. celebrate or because we deserve it really hurt us. You know, and that's well, I think why the before, like everything... I think that because we deserve it is the justification we use. And it's like, oh boy, what do we deserve? Like, I, you know, and so I've like, I deserve to feel like shit today. <laughs> I, know, I really like... deserve that. I deserve a temporary dopamine hit in order to yeah, feel like shit. Temporary the rest that's going to the... give me a raging headache and I'm right. going to have indigestion. And yeah, it's going to ruin all the results I, you know, I've been working on for three months. Like, yeah, but yeah. But it's, it's celebrated in our society. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm trying to shift. <laughs> like, well, you know, I like? think part, I mean, look, you even like, and I think every aspect of life, right? It's like, well, that's a really intense, you know, just do some push ups. Like, it's like, I feel like we, we've almost, our society has been moving. I don't know. You look at like a hundred years ago with like, just like the way you, you would talk to like teenagers and it was like rigorous and, you know, you're going to be a man or you're going to be, you know, whatever. I mean, obviously there was, difference between men and women back then uh socially but like you know for young boys it was like okay we're gonna go fucking hunting when you're five and here's how to like you know you know cut open a deer's throat and like you're teaching a little kid how to do this shit and it's not like they're having like ptsd or something like that or now i feel like you like you're an asshole oh my god and you go to my safe space it's like what the fuck so you're and 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 we're encouraged i mean look we're encouraged at a young age for mediocrity. It's like, you know, go do little league. It's okay. If you don't do the travel team, it's okay. If you have a, it's like my coach sucks. It's like, it's not like, Oh, go try to become a major league baseball player. It's go do little league baseball because major league baseball out of your, you know, that's, that's never going to happen. Like it's, it's, it's never said like that, but if you look at the mindset and the actions, it's kind of implied, like you're never going to be a major league baseball player. So be okay being mediocre with everything and have a shitty coach and just kind of go through the motions because it's fun. And, you know, and that that was a time where everyone gets a trophy too, or, you know, or, you know, or we're told, Oh, you know, go watch a lot of porn. It's healthy and masturbate every single day. Or like you, you realize like how just for maybe women it's different, but like for men that is so destructive, just chemically and hormone. I mean, horrible. But no one wants to in medical doctors still won't say that. Mm-hmm. And I think that like there's right or the instant gratification of having whatever. Yeah. And, and it's so ingrained in our society yeah. that it, 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 it fucks you chemically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is the absolute instant gratification. There's nothing about the hard work and 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 what's required over a long period of time to get 
to a result that's yep. worthwhile, right? And it is, my mindset has always been, oh, you're not only going to be the major league baseball player, you're going to be the best. What does that look like? What actions are required for that? In our society, we coddle, we protect, we uh, we, it, it, we have destroyed ugh. and underma- undermined what's possible because yeah. no one's willing to do what's hard. And I'm sorry, life requires work. I know <laughs> it requires work. My again, my embrace the suck, right? Throw yourself into the uncomfortable and do today what others won't. So you can do tomorrow what others can't like if that is like the story of my life. And I love that. Like I'm preparing myself for the next pandemic. So I don't, I don't like, I don't like that phrase about the whole uncomfortable thing. Okay. Because I think like, I hate when, I hate when it gets tossed around because it's never, that's never been real for me. Like to me, what's been real is playing little league. I mean, this is why I stopped little league sports. I didn't realize it at the time, but like in hindsight, I can see why I stopped. I was going through the motions. I was doing bullshit stuff. Uh, There was going to be no trajectory, Mm -hmm. right? So it was comfortable, which is why I was always uncomfortable playing little league sports. Like I wasn't playing, I was playing soccer for fun, not to become a professional soccer player. And I don't want to do something that I'm enjoying and then not try to get as good as possible at it. Doesn't mean I'm going to become a fucking professional soccer player. Yeah. So So like I'm thinking more along the lines of the uncomfortable you were in the first day of 75 hard when you're thinking, how am I going to do? Yeah. So, so, so so that's like a stretch. No, I know. I get what you're saying, but, but doing 75 hard and feeling, I, I guess what, what most of society calls discomfort, whatever that feeling is, I don't call it discomfort. It doesn't Got it doesn't it. Okay. sync up with me as discomfort. It syncs up with, oh, okay, I'm carving myself. I'm I'm doing something with myself. Yeah. And I think we call it discomfort, which is I think what fucks people over. Got and for it. many, many years I couldn't figure out like why the whole like, you know, there's like that you ever see that meme and it's like the magic happens outside of your comfort zone. And like people would pass around and be like, Oh man, I need that. Oh that wow, that's a great. And I'm like, um, yeah, like I what did you think? Like yeah. being normal it, 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 is gonna be magical? Yeah, so you shift in the context of what you're that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I feel okay, like the, the language fucks people over. Yeah, yeah. So it's like there, there's gotta be another I don't know what the word is for it, yeah. but I feel like there's a there's another word that describes like not pain, but you know what I'm saying? Well, it's like well, here's what here's what yeah. I always say. So when I experience the pain every day. The only yeah. thing that goes through my mind is evidence of commitment, evidence yeah. of discipline, right? And so I know everyone else would be like, oh, it hurts. I'm tired. Right. Yeah. I'm like, hoo pain. And so- it's, Well, there's something you're honoring about yourself. Yeah. Like, it actually, so it feels good. It feels, to me, it's, it's one of the most comfortable experiences to feel like yeah. that. Yeah. Very comfortable being uncomfortable. It's, I absolutely get where you're going with that. I feel fuck if I'm if I'm not like carving myself into something. Now I have no problem sitting on the couch and watching a movie, mm-hmm. and I feel great doing it. I actually love sitting down and watching. Movies. I love movies. It's part of the process. But, but I'm not doing it as like to avoid something. Because if right. I was, 
I feel so disgusting. I can't finish a movie. I like, I feel too grimy to watch the movie. Yeah. No, hundred percent got you there where we know what needs to be accomplished every single day. We get that shit done. And that gives us the freedom to self-care recovery, whatever that looks like, right. whether it's a movie or time in nature. Yeah, exactly. But so that's on. So I think that's the, that's the, mm-hmm. the shift that needs to happen as opposed to making this like, oh, we can we can be uncomfortable. Like, well, if you frame it as uncomfortable, it's, to me, it's never going to be sustainable. Yeah. yeah. Like, it would be like me trying to force myself to just watch movies all the time and do nothing with my life. I would Got I it. would never be able to stick to that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, well, and I think the opposite. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's the opposite. If, if you've contextualized it the opposite, that carving yourself is that, then you'll never be able to stick to it. Yeah. And, 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 and as much as you want to try... The context is fucked. Yeah. That's yeah. my, that's my theory anyway. So maybe it's just stretch for growth. Like um, for me, I always related to the physical realm. Yeah. When you're in the gym, you've got it. You've got to throw those muscles into a place where they are being stretched, broken down for yeah. growth. Yeah. It's, it's that uncomfortable place. Push, push, overload, overload. Yeah. Overload. The one thing, the one thing that I know for me <laughs> is I don't like these structured programs. I've never like like if 75 hard was like you have to do these exercises in the gym every day, I don't think I would stick to it. The fact that it's it doesn't matter what you do for a workout. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have my phone on me, but I have I have about 25 minutes left of my outdoor workout today. So w- the first the first part of it was walking my dog at the park. Mm-hmm. That's what I did today. And then the next 25 minutes outdoors is probably just going to be taking a walk around Philadelphia. And if I'm enjoying it, I'll keep doing it for another 45 minutes after. And if I'm not enjoying it, I'll just go to the gym, like lift some weights and not know what I'm going to even do beforehand. And I don't, I, for me personally, I hate planning in the gym. I just want to do whatever the fuck I feel like doing. And it's not like I haven't gotten results. So I know I I agree. There is never a one size fit all when it comes to programming. Yeah. And some people, love some people, some people love, like, I'm going to do, you know, this amount of kettlebells with this amount of weight. And I'm going to do, and some people love that. And mm-hmm. I know for me, my body will just resist it the entire time. And it's yeah. not, I know, I'm not going to stick to it. Yeah. Let me assure you, nobody does my exercise routine. Right? <laughs> and I'm not doing theirs. I'm hundred percent agree yeah. to each their own. And the only question is, are you getting the experience of life you want? Are you getting the results you want? If so, great. I think if that's what not, matters. That's, that's yeah, what matters. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's modify if not, but you get to say if it's working for you. I don't get to say. Right. Yeah. What I do, what, one of the most annoying phrases though, like I, what you're saying right now, I love, right? You ever know someone who's like, well, I'm really glad it works for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad it worked for you. Yeah. Well, it's like people are so opinionated about nutrition. Like if you find the plan that works for you, that mm-hmm. you, that you can thrive on, I don't care what it looks like. You're the one who's living your life. You're the one no. who has to, you know, like, I'm not going to tell you ever that the carnivore, the vegan, like for me personally doesn't work, but that I have a totally different body than every other human being in this yeah. world. <laughs> well, the one thing, the one thing I will say though, is if you're, if you're, I think when it does come to certain things, right. The whole, the whole, like, well, do what works for you. So I was actually saying this like, you know, in a negative way, like I find people when they go like, well, I'm glad it works for you. It's kind of like, well, I don't want to be responsible for, for, 
for like any of my own truth seeking. So I'm just going to like not deal with any of it. Got that. Like, yeah. So, and so I do think, you know, bring up nutrition. I do think you see it in nutrition. Like if someone says that fasting doesn't work for them, right. Yet their body is running on glucose 24 yeah, seven. Yeah. Well, then of course it doesn't fucking work for you because you're going to, you're going to constantly be having like low sugar, yeah, um, yeah. you know, like low blood sugar and get headaches and you're going to feel like you're going to faint. So, so instead of saying, well, how can I get my body, you know, hormonally balanced and how can I get my blood sugar levels correct? They go just, well, I'm glad it doesn't work for me. I yeah. can never do that. I'm glad it works for you. Yes. So you're talking about people who don't want to do the work, <laughs> you know? Right. And for me, I mean, that's, that happens all the time. Where- like when people, like, well, I remember when I first started eating a paleo diet. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people are like, well, I can never do that. And it's like, well, interesting because every single one of your ancestors before 10,000 years ago yes. all did it. Yeah. So I'm yeah. pretty sure you're not a genetic freak that's just yeah. a mutant. Like you're a human can't, being. That can't <coughs> won't. Like, let's, you know, that's always what it, <coughs> I get you don't want to, right. but until you actually do it, don't tell me that it doesn't work. I know. Yeah, exa- exactly. Or Another thing is like, if you're doing something that feels good, but then like people who go to like pure plant-based diets and they go from a standard American diet, of course, you're going to feel better at the beginning. Of course. of course. And then wait six months, nine months, a year, and you'll start getting the, the negative. Or, or 15 years. I mean, everyone is different. Yeah. But excuse me did you get the tickle out (laughs) like oh grab that one but but um no it sucks i have like i feel like i have like a piece of phlegm like stuck in my throat it's like trapped anyway but it's like the people are so reliant on like these anecdotal things Mm -hmm. you know what and like you know it's like I, I've noticed, I was just thinking about this today. Occasionally I'll see someone and it looks like they've just aged like 20 years yes. in like two years. Yes. 99% of the time they're vegans or vegetarians. And it's like, oh, I don't think that's coincidence. Yeah, exactly. And um, I've tried it all. You know, I've because nutrition is always part of some facet of what I'm working on or dealing with. Yeah. I've tried everything. So I can actually speak to the experience of, keto for a year, vegan mm-hmm. for a year. And there are benefits at first always. And for me personally, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. especially as a woman, it's going to be very different than any man. You will see negative impacts, right? So, and then of course you add in like exercising the way I'm exercising. There is no way I could do any of those. Right. I have, I've completely 180 on nutrition because I was someone who loved keto and intermittent fasting to the extent where I was only eating in a four hour window every day, not possible anymore. Right. Well, what you're doing, it might be, it would probably be pretty tough. It would be stupid. Yeah. It would be detrimental to hormonal issues too. Oh yeah. There's, there's just no way that I could recover or perform or it would just, yeah. Yeah. So no more of that. So now it, it looks like, you know, really organic, very specific combination of lean proteins, a lot of supplementation, vegetables, and oils. That's it. Simple. What, what kind of oils? I do olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, but mostly olive oil. 
What's your favorite olive oil? I feel like I've gotten an olive oil like last like year or two. <laughs> Could you want my honest answer? I don't know. <laughs> what is whatever is on sale at Publix for buy one get one free? I mean, because I I use so. You should be much. careful. You should be careful. A lot of well, olive oils are I fake. Use, I use it's always organic. So whatever organic brand is on sale is what I purchase at Whole Foods. Have you have you heard about the whole olive oil scandal? Oh gosh, no. Okay, bring it. Yeah, this has been like, a, and there's like, they haven't corrected it, I don't think. So they did this study, right? Lens, go that ahead. like the majority of olive oils on the shelves are fake. And they're mixed in with like vegetable oil and other garbage. Blended? Mm-hmm. So I'm... It's, it was like some gigantic, I don't know how it's legal, how they get away with it. You know, like for sure restaurants, 100% for sure restaurants. Yeah. It is rare. I'm talking about at the supermarket. On the store. So like, for instance, if you get an olive oil in a plastic bottle, it's almost yeah. never actually olive oil is, is an example. Um, There's always and the, and, the way, and the way you, well, that's a big one because you don't want to be pounding on vegetable oils. But like the, one of the ways you can test it is if you stick the bottle in the refrigerator, it should completely solidify. Uh-huh. And if it doesn't solidify, you know, it's fake. All right. Oh yeah, I'll do that. So good thing I only have two tablespoons of olive oil every day. Otherwise, it is avocados. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only I, like, doing- I like avocados. Love avocados. I feel like um, people who don't like avocados are like the same people that don't like dogs. <laughs> like there's something like off with you. Something's wrong don't. if you don't like an avocado. But, but that just means that you have so much processed food in you that you just cannot taste. Or you're a psychopath. <laughs> Or talk about like who couldn't live on guacamole? Like I, I that's like, what I'm saying. It's like if you don't like guacamole, it's like you don't like dogs. Yeah, yeah, that one I agree with. It's Too fucked funny. up. Yeah, it's it's messed up. Now, what do you think about people that like cats more than dogs? How do you feel about that? That okay. freaks me out a little bit, to be honest. So let's have a conversation about this. So right. I I was someone who never understood animals ever until recently you're telling me about this offline but yeah go ahead yeah yeah so i did not understand animals i did not understand how anyone could have an animal in their home um i didn't understand the connection and really because i never allowed myself to have an animal because if i couldn't care for an animal like a child i'm either or i wasn't going to bring an animal in my house and just have it live in a garage or outside just didn't think that was fair And then Hurricane Michael happened here in Florida two years ago, and there was a stray that we took in after the hurricane, and that cat has changed our lives. How so? And I get, there's just this connection. Like, I understand, um, I can understand the unconditional love, the companionship, Mm -hmm. um, the man, if I had to be, live another life, I want to live a cat <laughs> yeah. and you sleep, you know, like this is really something else. Um, they just have personalities yeah. and yeah. And more importantly, what, um, that cat has provided for my children has been really special. That companionship. I, I just love that. Um, and I think I shared with you that we had the cat for six months before we took it to the vet only to find out that this this diva that we thought was a female was actually a male. 
That's how much I didn't know animals. And so our Trudy that we thought was a female is actually a male. And so he is now Rudy instead of Trudy. Is but he I short? Swear, I swear he's a diva and I still think he's a, a female. <laughs> is, is he insured? Oh, <laughs> no, he's, he's still not insured. I did not do that. No, that, that, that bill of $3,000 because because it's urinary. Don't want to wait because if there's more pre-existing yes, condition. Yes, yes. Okay. Let me know to sell. This is what I do the podcast for to get the people signed up on pet insurance. And the name of the insurance again, please tell me because I don't have it on the top of my head. It's True Panion. True Panion. Yeah. Awesome. They're okay. the best. Yeah. I need, yeah, definitely need to do that because. He came back from the vets and would not eat anything. So now he only gets white albacore tuna. Okay. Hello, whatever. Um, but that's, one, that's not a bad life. Not a bad life, except there's mercury in tuna. So now mm. I've got another issue before it was grain that he couldn't eat. Now I've got to be concerned that my cat. Is- what about salmon? Okay. Now you're pushing it too far. But <laughs> well, What about giving your cat salmon? Because I would have to get wild caught salmon. You can go to Trader Joe's and get canned wild caught salmon. I'm it's in like Florida. two bucks. I'm in Florida. There's no, but okay. Aldi or whatever. Yeah. But there's still, I mean, unless it's wild caught, you're going to get, you're going to get mercury in the no, fish. Not necessarily. It depends. So if you go to like Whole Foods or certain supermarkets with like good farming practices, not all, not all salmon farms are evil. Just most of them. Okay. But there's some like like Norwegian farm salmon is perfectly healthy, and the Norwegian um, fisheries are are wonderful. Okay. Um, but you know, but there's like a lot of like South American things you don't want to like be getting or certain okay. you know East Southeast Asian. So like generic Walmart, yeah, that's a no. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised actually. Walmart has a lot of really good shit now. No, I could literally do an entire grocery haul of super clean food at Walmart. Oh, oh yeah, me too. Mama loves Walmart. They, they, it's amazing what has transpired over the last 10 years when it comes to actual healthy options at Walmart, if you know what you're looking for. You know what you're looking for. Unfortunately, people don't. Yeah, but there's a, there's a YouTube or Instagram possibility is just your daily shops or whatever. Your shops. They, already, they already have that. I watch those sometimes. Do you watch them? I need to. I need to watch. Them. I, kind have, of, I, I got someone do like keto at the dollar store. I was like, okay, that is all crap. Okay, yeah. They do shit like that. Yeah, like okay. Thomas Delauer. He does these. Uh, yeah, I knew him. Yeah. He does these keto hauls at different supermarkets. Okay. He did one at Walmart actually. Did he? Well, I can do <laughs> it better. <laughs> then do it. And do it. I don't know though. Thomas Lauer, some pretty nice equipment. Like his stuff no, is very he's, well, he's it's really well yeah. produced. Like you'd yeah. have to spend at least like I feel like at least ten grand on yeah. producing a nice video if you want to do it better than Thomas. Go for it though. If you, I, knowing you, if you do it, you'll you'll. I don't know what the fuck you you would do, but if it's anything like how you do the seal fit shit, the, the grand the grand scheme that HP has in her head, yeah. Oh. You'll come back <laughs> next year and you're gonna be like a YouTuber, TikTok. Just wait. I've got the studio. I'm putting it all together. Yeah. The dream is to have an integrated training facility that includes not only the physical, but all of the coaching too. 
what do you want what do you actually want to do like so you know you finish this thing yeah i mean do you just see coaching these programs or are you going to be doing more than that i i, I see doing more than that so a large because i see you doing more than that like you're yeah, so you have a large business and will be coaching the programs to a certain clientele within unbeatable mind okay sphere. I see it bringing it really to the international level is where my role will be. At don't you want to, I mean, don't you want to do shit though too? I feel like there's so many, yeah. I'll just be like, I have an issue with people who are like coaches, but then don't do anything in their life too. Like oh. I would, I, I would personally never hire anyone like that. Yeah, no. So like, my life is going to be an adventure. I mean, yeah. the, I mean, every, my life will be an embodiment of everything I've ever dreamed for. And so yeah. when I say international, like that is so I can travel the world doing physical experience. I mean, I already have a Patagonia man scheduled within the next five years. So that cool. type of, okay. And then what, what kind of work can I do while I'm down there? And what can I do in Japan? And can I climb Mount Fuji while I'm there? So everything is going to be, how can I incorporate adventure yeah. into the work I do? That's cool. Yeah. It just kind of disgusts me. Like I remember taking a college, like a few business courses in college mm -hmm. and I'd have to write these like, you know, case studies and whatever. And it was really obvious that the professor had never run a business in his entire life. Right. And it's just like, I can't imagine an existence where like, you're literally talking about leadership methodologies and you've never fucking never run, run a business. A business. Like there's to me that like shouldn't even be allowed. Uh, 100% like having a personal trainer who's 500 pounds and eats like the, shit well, exactly how many life coaches their lives are I know. oh okay, my god no, actually you i know. say most life coaches their life term most <laughs> life coaches and that's another thing like the selective process to get into the coaching program especially at the higher levels that is selective you don't get to just buy a certificate i, I was gonna say how do you just i mean i think the hardest thing in this industry is like how do you distinguish yourself like let's say just the average person wants to hire a coach. Yeah. It's like, how do they know you're not just some like fucking idiot life coach that got like an online certificate in a month? You don't know, right? That's the biggest problem. And so how do you differentiate yourself? You just show up very differently. Yeah. Um, and I personally don't believe in advertising. I believe in just leading by example, showing we're, we're, we're so much the same in that. In that. You no, know, and I'm gonna I'm going to um definitely appeal to a very specific clientele <laughs> and yeah. be like, how the hell is she doing what she's doing? But like, I see, I like that though. Like if, like if there's a coach that's doing like marketing funnels on Facebook, I immediately would never want to work with them. No. If you need a marketing funnel for coaching, no, nope. yeah. let your life serve it. And you let your client's lives serve as your recruiting methods. You attract, yeah. you don't need to recruit. Yeah. I'm very much about that. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Heather, if, if yeah. is there anything else that I feel like we, I mean, we've covered a lot? Is there anything else that no, I'm, no. I'm sure we could, but no, no, I love it. Um, you've been a huge part of this process and I, I just love to be able to come back and share where I'm at. And yeah, Eric, like you said, a year from now, whoo, it's going to look totally different. So I, I make these 180, you know, transformations where I'm just leaping and growing and, and I continue to dream big. So more more will be coming in the near future i dig it cool yeah. all right well it was uh, it was great chatting um heather if people want to contact you um with questions or want to know more about what you do or want to know more about seal fit or unbeatable mind 
How can people reach out to you? Yeah, the best way is at unbeatablemind.com. I'm one of the licensed coaches or heatherperillo.com. Either one. Cool. All right. Awesome, Eric. All right, Heather. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. See you. Bye.